Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J. Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Calista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. Guys, hey guys, we're back, we're back with another, another fashion, fashion hijinks, and we have a very, very special, special guest, guest Peggy, Peggy Lee. Lee. We're fangirling because she makes she jewelry, jewelry for, Felicity, for Felicity, and it and goes on Emily's neck. neck. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's gorgeous, it's gorgeous stuff. Gorgeous stuff. stuff. Absolutely. If you ever get a worn on TV, you'll see they link her stuff all the time, and then we'll link to her website when we're done. Uh-huh. But hi, hi Peggy. Peggy. Hello. Thanks, Thanks for coming. For coming on. On. Thanks for having me. So, this is my first podcast ever, so I'm uh-oh. excited. Well, well okay. Okay. Welcome. Like, like I said, I said we're, we're not, not professional. professional. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to roll with it. So you so got to tell us how you got, how you got started. started. In the, In jewelry, the jewelry business, business and then how the air happened. Uh. I, my business sort of started, I think, like a lot of businesses do. I was making jewelry for fun for myself. Um, you know, you look at something in a store, you can't afford it, you're like, hey, I can make something like that, and you go ahead and put it together. Um, people started saying, like, where did you get that jewelry? I really like it. And I was thinking to myself, huh, there might be something here. Um, I was working as a writer in Los Angeles. I wanted to be a screenwriter for a while, and um, I was down in LA, and I was writing for Channel One News. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know Channel One News, but an in-school thing. So they had a website, and I was the writer for their pop culture section. And I thought to myself, "What do I love right now? I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer." Oh my god! How do I get to talk to someone on the show? I'm like, I love the fashion on Buffy, so I'm going to talk to the costume designer. I set up an interview, I got to go to the costume department, um, met Sarah Michelle. Oh my god. God. She's a teeny tiny miniature person, as most people in LA are, most actors in LA are. She was lovely. And um, yeah, so I wrote this story about the show, and I don't even remember when I thought about, like, I was like, oh, duh, I should have asked the costume designer, showed her some of my jewelry. So... I wrote her a little note, I dropped some pieces in the mail, I'm like, hey, you know, we met, I'm making this stuff, hope you like it. Forgot about it. I think weeks later, I get a phone call, and it's Cynthia Bergstrom, who was the costume designer at the time on Buffy. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, Peggy, I hope you don't mind, I gave your name to a reporter from USA Today. Oh, We're going to wow. be using your jewelry on the show. I was like, Okay. I, I get a call from this reporter, and, and she's like, where can people buy your stuff? I was like, um, I, had a, I had a website. I have a website. Oh, good yeah. No, I didn't. I hung oh, up the phone okay. and was like, got to build a website right now. Oh, wow. And that is how the business got started. That is incredible. Suddenly I had a business. That's an amazing story. <laughs> Oh, and my, my heart, heart stopped, stopped when you said, said Buffy, Buffy the 
It was on Sarah Michelle She met her. We bowed down. We bowed down. She Thank you. I mean, you know what? The fandom is still going strong. People ask me about the pieces that were on the show all the time, and. Sometimes I'm like, come on, people, that was 20 years ago. Let's. No. I, don't, I don't have some of these things. I don't have some of these things anymore. They're you long gone. Them them again. Again. <laughs> like the Slayer, they will rise. Yes. yes. Um, you know, so, so the like, TV and, and film have sort of been in the DNA of my business since mm-hmm. that moment. And, you know, I've been really lucky to continue to have my stuff on, on different TV shows and now Arrow. Which is, which is which awesome. is so fantastic. So fantastic. Wow. wow. Like, like that's, that's just gumption, gumption and going, going out there, there and going after what, what you want. want. It's a good, good lesson. lesson. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I yeah, see you've you had, had a vampire diaries too. It's it's way down the list somewhere. It's it's now archived pressure <laughs> All right, All right so, so you moved on. What was, what the, was next the next show after, after Uh There were some other, what was it? Like, it was the WB at the time, right? It wasn't even, yeah, it was yeah like WB, CW. Was, yeah, the good old days. There were some different shows. I think the next big show was like Private Practice, um, oh, a little huge. CSI Miami that, you know, it yeah. just here and there. I had stuff on the mo- in the movie Super Bad, which was very cool. Before Emma Stone was huge. Super bad. Cool. Um, I've seen that movie way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it just it just kept rolling from there. But uh, but to be honest, like my business was still part time for me at the time. Even through mm-hmm. Buffy, through all that stuff, I was working. Um, I worked for. I moved back to the Bay Area. I'm in San Francisco now, and I was working for Electronic Arts, and I had the jewelry business on the side for a really, really long time. And then I eventually went part-time with my day job because I was burning the candle at both ends. And then finally it was like, okay, I think after a bajillion years, it's safe to take the leap to run the jewelry business full-time, and I've been doing that now for about four years. Wow. Congratulations. That's Thank amazing. you. That is amazing. That is such a fantastic, fascinating, and inspirational story. Yeah. You know, for everybody that wants to get their foot in the door, mm-hmm. it can happen, mm-hmm. you know. And there's just different ways to go about it. Not not every career path, you know, has ste- all this, you know, certain amount of steps you have to take or a way you have to do it. I totally, you know, let it <laughs> be a slow burn for a long time and... You know, and I'm, I'm like, you know, I have a, I'm married, and my husband supports me as well. So, um, you know, I, I have a lot of freedom with the business as well, which is nice. Yeah, we That's, hear that. We have. Yeah, we do hear that. Financially <laughs> supportive mm-hmm. husbands as well. Yep. <laughs> they there. allow us to pursue our dreams. You know, Thanks, so I, I, yeah, I know, I know, I'm, I'm super lucky. I'm super yeah. lucky in that sense. Yeah, yeah, that's good. 
So how did Arrow come about? Did the fashion designer reach out to you, or did you reach out to I, I reach out to a lot of these shows, and, okay. and for me, um, you know, as you can see with the history of the shows that my stuff's been on, like, I love, you know, I love TV, personally, I'm, I'm already a pop culture, you know, TV watching kind of person yeah. um, to begin with, so it seemed like a natural fit, like, shows I loved, I'm like, I want to get my stuff on there, I love these characters, I love these mm-hmm. people, so um, I would pitch to shows, and you know, shows like CW shows have such a strong fandom as well. Yeah. You know, they people want to know what these characters are wearing. They're into it. They'll look for it. Um, so, you know, it just seem, it seemed like a great fit. So I reached out to, you know, I remember watching Arrow the first season. And I was like, okay, I kind of like it. And then I was like, okay, I kind of don't. And then I, and then, you know, and then the first Same. season was back. Yeah. And then the first season was sort of like back on repeat. And I finally caught up watching the last few episodes of the first season. And when they, you know, spoiler alert, killed Tommy, I was like, okay, now I'm, ba- I'm back. I'm back in this. Yeah. This is interesting. For everybody. This is You're interesting. Like, oh, this is, okay, this is getting good. This. And like, and like Steven, his performance in the finale, like totally impressed me. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is, this could be really good. So by season two, I pitched the costume designer on the show, and they said yes. So how does the pitch work? Um, I send them an email. Like, I find a contact. You know, uh, back in the good old days, I would actually cold call, pick up a phone. Who picks up a phone anymore? Yeah, um, wow. But, uh, yeah, it's usually, it's usually outreach through email. And in the case of Arrow, I offered to send um, what we call in the industry uh, a pick box which is like I will just send you an assortment of stuff so you can see you know my style what you and pick anything that you like and send back whatever you don't and so that's that's what I did that is wonderful Mm -hmm. well I love how you design jewelry particularly for Felicity because it's very elegant um, but eclectic kind of has a little funk to it, well, it which is Felicity Smoke. It, yeah, it definitely has the Felicity vibe to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 feminine and it it looks good with her professional outfits, but it doesn't detract. Mm-hmm. It just enhances. Mm-hmm. I noticed her out her uh, jewelry back in season three in two in two, which is makes sense and I was like those earrings are great those earrings are great and then I heard about Peggy and I was like she's right here oh my god <laughs> she could buy this. well I think so, I think my style is, yeah I think my style is also is eclectic so it, mm-hmm. it was a good uh, I, and you know I send this stuff in and I don't know how they're going to use it right or if they're going to like it or whatever right. so it was a real pleasant surprise to see it being used mainly on Felicity, because of course, who doesn't love? Well, no. we love Felicity, right? We so, yeah, it um, fits her so well. I remember the butterfly, necklace. the butterfly twist necklace. Yeah, I because she wore it a couple times, but it mm-hmm. was in such a iconic scene with Oliver, and it just kind of it was in the perfect spot. And I was like, that is a really cute necklace. As Oliver <laughs> is like breaking was. her heart, I'm like. <laughs> You know what was the piece that really caught my attention, (laughs) first and foremost, Hmm. was the peacock earrings. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a big peacock fan. You are. And so when I saw that, I was all, 
and what I love, <laughs> and what I love is like they let Felicity rock some jewelry, like yeah, some they do quirky boulder pieces, um, which I thought was you know it's not often characters get to be blinged out, but <laughs> but in a very mm-hmm. elegant you know office appropriate you know sort of way. So mm-hmm. which yeah, which I is because my stuff is, tends to be more delicate and simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice to sort of like get mixed up in her accessory wardrobe there. Yeah, the necklaces that they choose always seem more simple, but then they kind of do the funky earrings a little bit more, which I love because mm-hmm. it's a nice combination. Um, I do feel like her style has evolved over the seasons. Like as she's gotten sort of like, you know, she's now a mom and married, it's gotten a little more action friendly, like mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> a little bit more studs, a little more studs, a little bit more on the go, a little bit more simple. Um, well, they're letting her wear her hair down finally yeah, <laughs> and <are>. like jeans <laughs> mm-hmm. and <laughs> sneakers and stuff. Right. <laughs> like that's a best shorts change <laughs> like as another woman running the show not putting Emily in heels for 18 hour days <laughs> <laughs> um so what do you love about Arrow yeah like what are your favorite things about Arrow I mean I I'm pretty I think I'm a pretty typical fan I fell in love with OTA and the dynamic between Oliver and Diggle and Felicity and you know I'm a girl with a science background as well so like the idea that Felicity is like the smart technical uh, you know with it young woman who stands up to this you know former playboy guy and is there for him was totally awesome and I thought they would keep her in sort of the girl Friday mode for a long time so I don't, I don't know how you guys felt about them sort of like moving into the romance I thought pretty quickly relatively speaking for this kind of you know <laughs> it didn't feel quick at the time <laughs> <laughs> I well Cal and I have totally different experiences because she was part of fandom I feel like if you were part of fandom in season two it was a little easier to kind of like feel they were going that direction. I was the lone Bambi in the woods just watching in my house. I was like, I don't know. I think they're going there. Maybe they're not. All of season two, it was it was pretty much from episode 206 on that it was expected that they were going to go there. It was just mm-hmm. how deep are they going to go into this yeah. relationship? I thought they were going to keep it Girl Friday forever, to be honest. Like, the tension, because the tension is the fun, right? Part of the fun. Um, I totally agree. I really did not have any confidence that they would move off of this Green Arrow, Black Canary endgame plan. And that they would keep Felicity in this she's in love with Oliver kind of he thinks she's adorable but doesn't reciprocate (laughs) kind of you know his right hand gal for the next 10 years and I had shipped myself into misery (laughs) (laughs) I mean I didn't I didn't prescribe to any sort of particular end game but I Mm -hmm. totally thought you know he wouldn't 
well, they wouldn't have Oliver go there because of the friendship, because he needs her to be, you know, a team member. And so I was like, all right, they went there. All right. Good yeah, for them. it was really, well, like I, we, we've said that that shift that you can see had taken place at the end of season two. When you look back, you're like, oh, there was a plan. They were moving things. We just didn't know <laughs> to what extent. And that's what's so impressive about Emily is that she was able to turn this guest star role into a starring one, which I don't know. I haven't watched, I've watched a lot of TV and I haven't seen that happen very much, Mm -hmm. which is. It was a little uncommon for this, this day player couple episode gal be brought on and then basically take over the female lead of the show i mean mm-hmm. it's amazing mm. <laughs> <laughs> so do you design with felicity in mind or are you just kind of do your thing um when i'm able to just send them stuff mm-hmm. i will pick pieces and maybe even create new pieces with felicity in mind for sure mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I can get you know every show is different every costume designer is different Uh, for Arrow I did get a little bit of instruction um, at certain points where it was like well we want more silver for her okay and um, early on the the directive was we don't want anything too on the nose so please do not send any arrow shaped things (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) anything to do with that I'm like gotcha um but we would have loved that, though. <laughs> we would have, though. We that would have sold like Gangbuster. Um, you would have been able to retire, Peggy. <laughs> but definitely, you know, I noticed that she wore pretty some statement earrings, so I sent, you know, some earrings that were more of a statement, um, stuff that was geometric, and you know as well as like cleaner clean lines as well because that's that's my aesthetic so i'm like yeah okay i want to i want to stuff i would want to see her wear right did you have a favorite outfit that that they paid paired your jewelry yeah i think i love um there's like a round blue jersey necklace it's a blue stone Mm -hmm. and she has this crazy like crop top of course but it's like this plaid I'm looking at the picture right yes, now. Yes, you know which one I'm talking about. The it Corto was, Maltese. Yep, 303. 303. And um, I thought she looked cute as a button in that outfit. She did. Oh, she did. And I that was really, that. really good. <laughs> now I'm just going to spend a bunch of money and just order all this stuff. Well, I have to say I totally agree with you that the, the fandom likes to know what she's wearing and we buy it. <laughs> yes. And I don't know if I've been a part of a fandom where it's to this extent. Where, where everybody likes shop. to emulate her fashion. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. Well, I think we're in a f- an interesting time for fandom where there's a lot of ways for fans to connect mm-hmm. and interact, not just on the internet, but IRL in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, there isn't just one Comic Con anymore. Um, there's tons of events and people like to dress up as their characters. You get to mm-hmm. feel a little bit like that person, right? When you mm-hmm. dress up right. as them. Yeah. Right. Um, exactly. And Felicity is, you know, 
a little bit more grounded in reality than say I want to dress up as Black Canary in her Black Canary outfit you can find an outfit you can find something close um, to how Felicity looks right so exactly. it's a little more accessible in that sense and you could yeah. instantly feel like Felicity well what I appreciate about your jewelry is it has remained affordable <laughs> yeah. a lot of Felicity's clothes have gone outside my budget <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I'm surprised too. In two days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely sometimes sad when I see the price tags on some of that stuff. I'm like, oh. Oh, I know. We loved, I loved the 520 sweater. And that sucker is still like 500 bucks. I'm like... Which sweater is that? The pink one. Oh, the pink one. But the Uh, black one was like 20. Yeah, yeah. We all own it. We all show up. And I loved yeah. Emily's look in, in, in the black cold shoulder sweater. Oh, my God. That was amazing. It was such it was, a good look on her. It was such a shift, too. They yeah, don't let was. her, like, look dark and dangerous. Well, it was sexy. definitely dark Felicity moment, right? Mm-hmm. That was peak peak dark Felicity. Mm-hmm. Do you well, have a leaf? been wearing lots of leather jackets and everything this season. Her whole wardrobe has gotten a little bit more... Edgy. She's a little more tough, right? She's a little tougher, wiser, I think, and that's reflected in her wardrobe. It feels a little bit more in Emily's style because she's very casual. Mm-hmm. So I see her yeah. a lot in jackets and um, just edgier t-shirts and that kind of stuff. So I like to see that reflected in Felicity, too. Yeah, it's fun. Does she get any say? Do you know? I don't no okay i don't know but i might i might be finding out i'm i'm gonna um hopefully uh do an interview with the costume designer and have some of those questions answered on my blog on my website so oh my gosh that's something i'm gonna try and do in the future we will be stay tuned reblogging the crap out of that Because I don't know, I don't know if you dis- you guys have discussed this before, but I think there are definitely strong color themes going on with Felicity as well. Yes. Like I feel like <laughs> when when our girl is working, she's wearing blue a lot. Blue is mm-hmm. like Felicity at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, pink is definitely like soft, happy Felicity. And you know, we the only time we saw her in black, see her in like lots of black, right? Is like dark Felicity. Yeah dangerous Felicity so there was a a real theme I think particularly in season three where in scenes with Oliver she was put in red and then in scenes with Ray she was in blue Mm -hmm. it was getting to the point where we were like (laughs) okay what is this about and so we kind of came up with this called it the red blue theory from the matrix (laughs) (laughs) and we decided that that's what that meant (laughs) that red was the painful reality and then then blue was like the empty happiness right the idealized Uh uh-huh the idealized but yeah so it got to the point i remember someone asked Mark Guggenheim on his Tumblr, like, have you heard about this? Is this what you guys are doing? And he was like, oh, I wish I was that smart. (laughs) (laughs) 
And we said, well, you're not, but your costume de- department is. <laughs> I think there's a real connection there. I think definitely the yeah. red is like family, love, passion, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and felicities in red in those instances. So, and those things are like subconscious, right? And you don't, mm-hmm. unless you stop like we're doing to, to look at it, it's just one of those cool character building cues that costume designers do and and you know i i learn more every day just working with them and and watching how these things appear on the shows mm-hmm. yeah so next to felicity who is your favorite character to see wearing your creations i'm loving riverdale i don't know if you guys have gotten into that i do watch watched it i watch a little bit on uh, the slide <laughs> <laughs> So Keep abreast of it. <laughs> I, I, I love Betty on Riverdale, and Lily Reinhardt, I think, is super talented and, and amazing. And so I, lo- I love seeing my stuff on, on Betty on Riverdale. She has such a... They, I love the Riverdale clothes. They're mm-hmm. very... They're classic and with a little bit of retro. Retro. retro mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's very elegant. And for teenagers, <laughs> I'm always yeah. like, oh. <laughs> yeah. You could um, go to a job and <laughs> <that>, Betty. <laughs> but I'm I'm a big classic movie fan, so Riverdale mm-hmm. definitely has a film to me a film noir film yes. noir vibe, and and touches on a lot of classic movies and does homages to that sort of stuff. So um, I really dig it. It's one of those shows when you're in and out because the. Because the storyline gets so insane. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what's happening? Wait, and, er- <laughs> and Arrow's, Arrow's storylines don't get insane? Uh, but yeah. I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I can keep up. I was like, oh, I should really focus this on this more if I'm going to pay attention. Because <laughs> I'm like, wait, there's a gargoyle now? What's yeah. happening? <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, Nina Dobrev on The Vampire Diaries, I mean, she's so gorgeous it's it's crazy um I so seeing stuff on her was like really fun i still love to follow if there's a cover with her on her and like yeah buying it i just think she's just one of the most beautiful people on the planet nothing looks bad on her nothing. it's like short hair hair long hair it doesn't matter she can put athletic wear she can be in a fancy i'm just like okay you're just like a living barbie doll <laughs> <laughs> can wear whatever <laughs> have you started have you reached out to her new show I am working on it. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. She's doing a comedy fam mm-hmm. now. So. Talk about a change of pace for her. Good for her. I know. I know. I was a little cranky that she went back to, to TV <laughs> because I have some issues when she left because I liked her and I didn't want her to leave the <laughs> <laughs> Vampire Diaries. <laughs> When she came back to TV, I was a like, we really couldn't have done the last two years, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my issue. <laughs> so. Well, th- th- this leads me to an- a question for you guys. Um, okay. We're in season seven of Arrow. How much longer do you see this show going? <laughs> Cal has very specific. I guess there's that. There's that question slash. How long do you want it to go? Should it go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, right now, at this point, I can see the show easily ending with season eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think it can end in eight. <laughs> I was listening uh, the guy who played um, Lex Luthor and Smallville. He has a podcast. And Stephen Amell went on it. And it was when he was negotiating his season A uh, contract. Because yeah. he goes season to season. Eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, at the time, he was making it sound. I don't know what I'm going to do. And, like, the fandom, like, freaked out. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute. Um, he actually, after he signed, he was funny. He was like, I don't understand why everyone thought I wasn't going to sign. I was like, because you, you told said them. it in the podcast. <laughs> you made them scared, Steven. They believe you, Steven. <laughs> but uh, Michael Rosenbaum had made an interesting comment because uh, he was like, oh, do you worry about getting typecast? And Steven kind of went on about, yeah, maybe, and just kind of, should I, when I should be done. And Michael Rosenbaum was great. He's like, dude, how old are you? <laughs> he's like, I'm 37. And he's like, y- you're rolling into season eight. He's like, yeah. He's like, it's two more years a real big difference in your career I was like you you it's the difference between going into movie making never worrying about money again because Steven can negotiate he's got all the power on his side now so I I actually thought it was really good financial (laughs) I was like listen man you don't gotta go 10 for me, but <laughs> <laughs> you want to pay for Mavie's college and don't worry about it. I think Stephen, <laughs> Stephen, Amell, Stephen Amell, I think, is a really smart guy, and he mm-hmm. has a lot, obviously he's got his, you know, wine business, he's got a lot of he irons in the fire, he's he, he's doing all right, I think, he's, he's going to be fine. He'll be just fine. He'll be just fine, I yeah. think. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> be surprised if it goes past eight. I think the thing is, right, it, like, generates all these other shows. It's their other show generation machine. It's really the anchor, sorry, Flash people <laughs> um, of the network. I think it there's hurts. a little bit of panic because they're realizing now, Steve might get done. <laughs> I, so. think, I think they're trying, kind of trying to shift focus to the other shows. Yeah, I've noticed that in mm-hmm. crossovers. They're particularly this year. It was very much a shift of the world needs Barry and Kara. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not so much all. Maybe of not her. all of her. I was like, but doesn't <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> you remember on on Colton's Instagram thing that was posted yesterday, and that mm-hmm. I retweeted on the Watch Over Twitter. Um, one of the the things included was a, a picture that Emily took on her Instagram that was of two pairs of feet, and she tagged Colton and Ruby Rose. Mm-hmm. Mm. I saw that too. And I was like, "What does it mean? 
What is that exactly? <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So is she going to be in the Flash Forward episode? <gasps> oh, my God, oh. I'm so excited. Hmm. Did you like the Batwoman introduction? Um, so, so? Yeah, so far. I mean, they really didn't give you that much. I know. Um, no. And, of course, it's like, okay, wait, which Gotham, which DC universe am I going to assign this? And mm-hmm. do I have to build a new one, right? Like, is this a whole new thing? What's going on? I um, But I, I think Ruby Rose is very cool and, you know, a different kind of star for one of these shows. Yeah. You so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I really feel strongly that Supergirl and Batwoman are in love with each other. <laughs> just, everybody needs to have a talk. That's Jen's big ship there. I'm like, I'm, well, look, I'm, I'm super, super core. core like I'm with week. them on that. <laughs> I just feel like the writers are oblivious to that maybe Supergirl is gay or bisexual. <laughs> like, I think we need to deal with this. <laughs> So when they had her chemistry with these female characters, I know I'm like I'm sorry I like her so much better with all the women than any of the guys they introduced. I'm gonna duck the Supergirl fans. They're gonna come for me. Uh, They don't like it when I really. I imagine there's a huge group of fandom that's large part that that does. Yeah, and then there's another large part that doesn't. Kind of like, fandoms. Mm-hmm, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I kind of think, too, they might be trying to set up a spinoff with these flash forwards, too. The, yeah, I feel like the, the flash forwards seem really thing. controversial. They are. Yeah. What's your perspective? I think, you know, I... I, I it's like way too dark for me it's it's that whole feeling of like wait why do we why are we bothering with current time if that's Mm -hmm. the future and i guess you know they're they're doing a slow burn on on what all the future means um Mm -hmm. it's just a little too slow of a burn a little a little i need a little more it's reminding me of the pacing on vampire diaries vampire diaries had like soap opera pacing yeah like it would take six months <laughs> to go through three days like and they're like in the like, car the whole time yeah you're like <laughs> at the end of it someone calculated how long Stefan and elena actually dated and it was a year and a half it's <laughs> like wait a minute <laughs> that seems wrong um, so it's kind of reminding me of that and that's different for arrow pacing because the flashbacks move so much faster so i'm having trouble and, and i was thinking like i started re-watching season one of arrow and it's delightful like compared to the feelings i have now about the show going back yeah. and watching season one i'm like oh my gosh this show's great mm-hmm. um you know they set the bar pretty high when it's like the undertaking was blowing up the city yeah and yeah. ever since then it's like well what could be more at stake for the city Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the challenge. I think we've hit the limit on that. And and it's kind of disappointing that in the flash forwards, it's what's the big threat? Oh, we're gonna it's blow up the city. Yeah. Basically, the undertaking <laughs> part too. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, okay. Oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like I know they love parallels, but mm-hmm. not every parallel is 
necessary. <laughs> like, well, no, they've, re- I agree. they've reinvented yeah. Oliver four or five times, right? And then they bring yeah. in Emiko, Emko, and it's like, okay. Yeah, I'm having issues with the Emiko storyline. Um, I'm just hanging on, waiting to see what happens. My thing like is, it. right now, the way they're selling it feels disingenuous because they're very much saying this isn't replacement replacement Thea storyline mm. and I watch it and I'm like but it is <laughs> so I think they lost Willa Hund when they didn't want to lose Willa Hund and they are trying to plug in sister. some more female sister, sister energy yeah. I'm I, yeah. I'm realizing I'm sounding like a very whiny fan right now. No, you're I'm, not. <laughs> no, no, away, away. Seventy-five percent of watching Arrow is making fun of it, fun of it at yeah. this point. So, you, like I said, you're in a safe space. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for Smoke Tech. I'm still holding out that Smoke Tech will rise and happen, mm-hmm. and um, and I think if it does, that would be a great storyline. And introduce a whole like lot of stuff. So yeah. yeah, Beth gave an interview at Comic Book Resources of all places. Yeah, I think that was where she said that quote. Like, kind of toss that. The they TV are TV going line? to actually do Smoke Tech in Seven yeah. B. Yeah. Oh, so. I'm excited. Do you think Black Star is Oliver Felicity's daughter? Uh, I say no. There's way too many secrets already in the future that could they keep that a secret too? Really? I think they could. Well, <laughs> um, I think the answer to that is if it's yes, then it's a really sad future for the queen family well this kind of brings us back to our big macro theory for next year this year the flash forwards oliver where is he is he dead yeah he dies he's totally dying of the crossover i i like to think of the flash forwards as an alternate earth i agree there you go (laughs) it just is we're gonna watch it in this contained season seven and as we go into eight which could be the final season we think that this is they have this dark future i thought it was very telling that beth said in one of those interviews she said that the flash forward story and all the secrets in the flash forward are going to be explored this season yeah. But yet they've gone on record before saying that the flash forwards are going to continue for the rest of the show. Why would you tie up all the storylines in one season if it's going to go on for at least another season past Right, that? if it's permanent. Well, it could be right. a, it could be a different part of the future that they flash I forward to in the next I season. Think it, I think the future is going to kind of rewrite. I, w- I would like to see more in the present day era. Like they, uh, to me, they haven't dropped enough. I haven't seen enough, or maybe haven't picked up enough of the hints <laughs> in the current timeline. Yeah. Of, you know, you you sort of. I feel like you would sort of see the things going in motion in the current timeline, that and you see the result in the flash forward. Yeah, you would kind of hope there's a little bit more connection between the. But two. I, I'm not seeing the connection. 
of you know that you know that you see you see no you see no sort of ambition in Renee to get into politics for example or to serve his community in that way like well yeah it was one toss away line line from Dinah and she was like oh you should be mayor oh okay so I missed that I missed that one no but like that's easy to that's miss. Not, that's not character that's development. <laughs> <laughs> it should be so easy to miss. You're like, okay, but that doesn't mean he actually should be mayor. <laughs> right? Okay, so they're, yeah. you know, maybe they're making an effort. I'd like to see more, see it more come together. Well, this is well, the problem. Well, if Blackstar is their child, I would expect to see some sort of uh, pregnancy reveal sometime this season. I think they're holding off on all of that. I think I think it's still going to be later sweeps episodes. I just don't think we're going to get that kernel. You keep saying that, but I'm lowering <laughs> my expectations. Is all I'm saying. As, aside from the aside from the physical resemblance, what are the big what are what, are you, what do you think are the big signs that she is Blackstar is their daughter? This is one for Jen. Okay. So, it's a huge... I mean, obviously, they foreshadow the Felicity baby um, in a couple different ways. And I'm not saying William doesn't cover that storyline, because he does. But I think that shot in 301, where Oliver and Felicity are going to embark on their relationship, and then they back off of it and they have that shot of of Oliver looking at Felicity as she's with Lila and baby Sarah and just like wistfully uh, wishing to have that with her. I think that's a very specific iconic shot not unlike Felicity smelling the the bouquet. So I think that set it up but I think in the flash forwards they did some things in the present day that connected um, Black Star to Oliver. She was drinking scotch, and they made a big deal about how Oliver loves scotch <laughs> in the present day. It was like <laughs> Oliver was drinking scotch everywhere. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> he got boozy that episode, <laughs> and I was like, that's random. Um, <laughs> Uh, her fighting style, people had noticed. They had, they were, showed her do a move that Oliver had specifically done, and there was attention brought to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, her reaction but to why Felicity's would, death. Why, why would William not know? I know that's where everyone's that's where at. It gets depressing. That's where it gets depressing. <laughs> we have no good answers for that Peggy that will bring you <laughs> joy <laughs> yeah we think they got because they're having this whole abandonment storyline um, they're doing it with William and then they have it with Amico and I think Oliver's statement about how could his father abandon his child and then he specifically said mm-hmm. a little girl. And I was like, that He's feels. talking about Blackstar. Yeah, like, yeah, basically. Well, <laughs> listen, big fella, I, I think see. you're going to do the same. Well, 
they are laying lots of little hints and we've been mm. watching this show like this for several years now Jen and I have mm-hmm. and we're very familiar with how they lay these clues mm-hmm. how they tease stuff out what it looks like when they're setting it, something up got it and it's it's, it's really very yeah. subtle I'm start <laughs> you've, you've, you've won me over. You've won me over. Yay! I'm, I'm now seeing. I'm now seeing these these bits. I'm not happy about it. I know. It's not, <laughs> no one likes it when we say these things. But, um, like, because guys. because again, it's like yes, it's we so get bad. it. Sins of the father are perpetuating on their children. Right. Nobody. But I think what is becoming a little bit of a grind with Arrow is like nothing ever changes. Nothing ever never gets win. resolved. Yeah. yeah, they don't learn. I mean, they learn, but yet the same things keep happening over and over it's again. It's exhausting. And it's, it's a little exhausting. That's why I exhausting. feel like this future is going to have to get rewritten. And we're going to have to get, in season eight, a different when this gets rewritten. And we'll see a different scenario. Maybe that where Maya, Blackstar, whatever her name is, isn't abandoned. And right. where William is with his family. And mm-hmm. where think- things are better. Crisis on Infinite Earths is massive. Mm -hmm. And I think they're setting up Oliver on this Jesus arc. He's Jesus. So everyone Uh thinks he's this piece of crap murderer. Really, he's he's, he's he's the best of them all. Crucify him. You're right. (laughs) He's the best of them all. He must make the ultimate sacrifice. Right. And then they need him to save the world. Come on. We're not hand-ended. Barry Allen saves everything while Stephen Amell is still contracted on this show. It's not happening. I refuse it. <laughs> no, I will not have it. And I have to continually email Mark Guggenheim and tell him I will not have this until I get my way. <laughs> he just ignores me when I do that. <laughs> he just doesn't respond. <laughs> Here's the list I want, and no response from Mark. <laughs> but yeah, I think if eight is the end, and I think it should be, um, they kill him halfway through the season. The world goes to hell, and burying Kara, because uh, the monitor is basically this alter universe god. They'll just make it up. Like, oh, I guess we did need Oliver. Yeah. Okay, bring him no, back. Bring him back. <laughs> when, is, <laughs> when is the big crossover scheduled for? Um, uh, I think December? it... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I actually think it's going to be uh, the same time. Yeah. So I don't think that they're going to deviate from that. I think we'll, it'll still be around episode eight, if not episode eight. So that still leaves you a half a season mm-hmm. with Stephen Amell contracted, and they're not—they're not, they're not going to kill him off at, midway at episode eight, and then have the rest of the season without him there. Listen, we want them to kill him in the crossover. This is good so news. that they don't kill him at the end. They don't kill him in the series finale. As soon <laughs> yeah. as they kill him at any point in time, I don't care when they do it. Just not in the series finale, because then he's not dying in the series finale, and then we're gonna get a happy, happy ending. Yeah, What's and it? I think that 
why they keep Oliver losing because the show's not gonna end until he saves the city and what they're trying to show in the, in the future is it's not enough the team isn't enough Oliver is the savior of Star City they need him mm-hmm. so and everything goes to hell no matter how hard, hard Diggle and Felicity try to keep it to get keep it together so the message is he really is the great hero but we're not going to get there until they kill him <laughs> <laughs> and then he's Jesus I'm really yeah. hooked well, on to this whole Jesus thing <laughs> he's, he's been dead before yeah, yeah. he's been dead I know. before they did that but like but that was so many years ago that was then this is now die he didn't really die no he, he was, was only mostly dead alive right exactly this time yeah yeah he's gonna kill him he's gonna be dead he'll be it'll be like Buffy, I was in the heaven, and then you yanked me out. Oh, he'll come back, not like screwed up. <laughs> so. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope. Or we're wrong. <laughs> or we're completely wrong, and don't and listen to us because we're everything's <laughs> gonna be awful. <laughs> One of the two, <laughs> and we're sorry. We're wrong. <laughs> We've been wrong. I, no, I, I, yeah, but it's fun to guess. It's fun it to is. speculate, yeah. for sure. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I agree with you guys. I think a an Oliver death is gonna happen. It's just a question of when they do it. When, when they do it, and then mm-hmm. and then the question is, how do they reset it? Yeah. Right. Right. But um, right. I, I I feel you on that one. I think I think that's definitely possible because he's still a sad sack. Let's have some reset <laughs> and then. we need we need babies and happiness ah, a baby would make them happy huh i know <laughs> i want a baby i just want to see him hold one and then i'm good <laughs> i just need i need my ship to procreate listen this is and extremely that's, that's like the last thing i have to tick off i know like i have a <laughs> terrible shipping record buffy yeah, and angel does. Stefan and Elena. Yeah. I need someone to get married, have yeah, a baby, babies. and spend 50 years together. <laughs> and I'm putting my money on Arrow. Oh. Going all in. Ooh. Ooh. Uh-oh. Ooh. <laughs> all right. That short is going to give it to me. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for you. <laughs> I don't like it. Kathy Andy's. I still have never been able to find that quote. I think that Anon was lying to me. Yeah. They said that Beth said that she didn't like happy endings. I'm like, oh. show me where. Beth said she liked This Is Us. Not that she doesn't like happy endings. Yeah. So people extrapolated yeah. that that means she's fine with yeah. lots of unhappiness. Exactly. Well, and I exactly. think they extrapolated that she's going to do everything This Is Us has done. Yeah. They think that, that Oliver's Jack is, yep. yeah, oh, okay. that's well, Jack. that's that's silly. Yeah, <laughs> which I gotta be honest with you, she's a smart lady, and if they're trying to sell that Oliver's dead, she said that on purpose. On purpose. Oh yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, she knows I us. I think she's totally Listen, playing our expectations against us. These it. writers have this fandom <laughs> <laughs> dumb pat. They know exactly what to say. To rile them up. Whipped up. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking <Yep>. out. <laughs> and Ted done. and I are sitting here, we're like, we're not falling for it. I'm like, I will not. Falling for it. No. <laughs> I know. I was just watching that. When I was watching the crossover, I'm like, no. Not on my watch, Barry Allen as the savior. <laughs> no. No. I will not have this. <laughs> Well, I will. I yeah. will keep my fingers crossed for you, and we'll see what happens at the end of this Thank season. You. I don't know how they're gonna. I know that's wrap, kind of the fun part. Wrap this I think up. we got spoiled too much on stuff we before, did. so Beth reining that in. It's sort of like the big okay. bad for season seven is the future, like literally. Yes, I, basically. Ooh, very well said. <laughs> so like, it'll you're be. You're not wrong. <laughs> so well, I'm interested in seeing what'll happen. Yeah. Thank you for coming on and we'll have to have you back thank you guys this was super yeah, fun and you're amazing super fun i'm so, i want to get back into the fandom i've like stood come back, back. To us, peggy I've, I've held back i've got a lot of shows i'm watching unfortunately you know for good and for and bad and it's hard to keep it all straight but it was mm-hmm. you know this was great i i really enjoyed this oh uh, well thank you so yeah, much well, it was fun having you and you have to check out her website it's very easy yes, peggy lee dot com p-e-g-g-y-l-i dot com and all your little uh jewelry obsessions will be filled i'm going to be making some purchases (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) and continue to beg peggy to remake the buffy one (laughs) (laughs) just pretend We won't have to tell anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, my dear. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes or Google Play and look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye!
Yeah, the necklaces that they choose always seem more simple, but then they kind of do the funky earrings a little bit more, which I love because it's a nice combination. Um, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they're letting her wear her hair down, finally, <laughs> in, like, jeans. <laughs> right. I feel like that's a best shorts change. <laughs>